0: I think they got one table, too many. Call a meeting to order. Mr. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Mr. Barrett? Here. Mr. Powell? Mr. Kirk? Here. Dr. Hadtier? Here. Mr. Douglas Hudson? Here. Mr. James Hudson? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs.
1: Wright?
2: Here. This is the regular board meeting for the month of uh, October, and we do have a forum. Would everyone please rise? May be (sighs) seated. Item 1.04 on the agenda is Sussex Central Student Government.
3: This year we had a large amount of applications sent out and just as many turned back in. Our induction ceremony will be November 15,
2: 2017 at 7 p.m. And we'd love to have one yes. Thank you very much. We need a motion to approve this evening's agenda.
4: So moved.
2: Exactly. Motion, motion made and seconded. Any discussion? In favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed, that is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of September 25th and the executive session minutes of September 25th. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed, that is unanimous. Next item on the agenda is special recognition, Mr. Steele.
5: Mr. Barley, please join me in the podium. named state finalists for the highest recognitions of K-12 mathematics and science teachers can receive for outstanding teaching in the United States. The 2017 Presidential Award for Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching finalists include three math and four science teachers. This year Vicki Pendleton, Georgetown Middle School eighth grade mathematics teacher was named as one of three math finalists. Accepting this certificate for Vicki this evening Will be Georgetown Middle School President uh, Principal uh, David Hudson. on uh, Monday evenings and was unable to attend, but we wanted to make sure that she received her certificate. Next, we would like to recognize members of the New Century Club in Georgetown for their gracious donation of its building and land located on 10 Pine Street. The building once served as the former home of the Georgetown Public Library and more recently served as office space for the Sussex County Democratic Party. The Indian River School District would like to thank the New Century Club for its generous donation and the Haller and Hudson Law Firm for Managing the Transfer of the Property. Here this evening to accept certificates of appreciation are club members Miss Ida Fawcett and Miss Doris Donahue. Next, I'd like to introduce uh, Principal Brandon Layfield. Uh, Dr. Layfield come up, and he has a very special uh, person to introduce this evening.
6: All right, thank you, Mr. Steele. Uh, just want to make sure that was on. Um, Sussex Central was very uh, honored once again this year for um, fourth year in a row to have received the uh, Delaware Interscholastic Athletic Association State
7: Championship and Sportsmanship.
6: With us tonight, uh, and I'd also like to be joined on stage with our Athletic Director, Mr. Tidwell, and our Sportsmanship Committee Chair, Artie Hewlett. But with us tonight is the Executive Director of the DIAA, Mr. Neubauer, who can come up and join us and say a few words about exactly what this uh, recognition entails.
8: Thank you. Uh, The DIAA State Championship Sportsman Award is a competitive award, but it's not a competition against other schools. It's a competition against a set of ten standards. Say that three times fast. Uh, Sussex Central has won their fourth award, and that in itself is a great achievement because every year, the committee that reviews the application wants the school to set the bar a little bit higher. So the first year, we kind of, hey, the. You fill out the forms, you got things going, it looks good. But the second year, hey, did you improve? Did you improve? Uh, so it's it's a great honor. It's something that shows that it's not just walking the walk, but it's talking the talk together and making sure that it's a philosophy for the whole school, just, not just a few people, but a, a whole group of people. And it doesn't say you're perfect, but what it says is if you have a problem, you know how to handle it. And we at IWA with a small staff, are very very appreciative. I'd also like to thank Indian River. Uh, School District for having me here tonight, and Sussex Central directly for learning us Dr. Layfield is our chairman, Mr. Yulick for being on our girls' soccer committee, and Mr. Wells for being on our softball committee. Thank you.
2: Next item on the agenda is for public comments. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and ending of each regularly scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to uh, make a public comment. We have uh, three people who have signed up this evening. The uh, first one is uh, Jeremy Barbrow. Good
9: evening.
2: Good evening. You have three minutes. Thank
9: you. I'd just like to uh, pray for you all tonight. Father God, we come before you and just, I want to thank you for this school district. Uh, again, there's been much to celebrate tonight. And as the school year has begun to hear reports of good spirit within the student body at the high school and uh, awards being won, uh, Father, we just want to give you praise for blessing the school district and we pray that you would continue to do that from the board, to the teachers and faculty and and staffs at at the schools, as well as to the students. Lord, I just pray that you would bless this community, that you would help our children to learn and to learn of you. And I pray that they would do their best and that you would just continue to give this board direction, help them to have a keen awareness of what would be best for all involved. We praise you for the, the free nation we live in. And I acknowledge that even right now, as as I am able to to pray, Lord, I just thank you that I have that freedom to do that. Lord, I thank you also for the diversity of this nation, and we just pray that you would, again, build a community here of people who show love and respect, your love and respect to others. May you be glorified, and we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you. Thank,
2: Thank you. Next speaker is uh, Mike Dulles. Evening.
6: Evening. You also have three minutes, Mike. Okay. My daughter and I stood in front of you guys September 25th, and here I am again on October 23rd, to let the public know we've heard from none of you guys. I emailed an appeal to each of you on September 6th, I want to get a response from Dr. Hattier to send all you guys to make a decision. I want the public to also know that there are members on this board that opened that email on the evening just before this meeting. Therefore, from September 6th, they never read their emails. What would a board response be if a teacher did not check their email or respond over 30 days to a parent-child concern? I'm sure that would be unacceptable and would be grounds for disciplinary action. We did have a lot of support from the faculty members and public, then we were here at Indian River. They stopped and wished Taylor good luck dealing with the concern. We also had a few board members ask us questions that really didn't make any sense at all and only proved that they did not read the letter, nor were they informed about the truth about the convention. And well, I was concerned about how they voted. When I asked a few of them, they voted no. They had no idea why they were voting on or even for. This proves that you guys do not even discuss concerns the August 28th or take the concerns seriously. Either Mr. Steele failed to explain to the board the entire circumstance of the events or there's a huge disconnect amongst the school board members. All they knew there's a student going to Sussex Tech and wanted a trip paid for by any river school district. Never was a money an issue. I offered to write a check on the spot for all the costs, including sending my daughter and Mrs. Quillen to the convention at my expense. Mr. Steele may have known all the story himself or even been in a position to discuss this issue with you guys. Because he contacted Woodbridge School District for help and support as well as his family within the New River District for answers. Never did he attempt to reach out to the teacher advisor that was doing every step of the process with my daughter during the time that this happened. Remember this is a teacher that gave her personal time to help our daughter and ended with a restraining order from the principal of the Millsboro Middle School against our family. How does this even happen in today's society? Does that, does it not pay for a teachers above and beyond in that particular school? I asked for a response and writing from the board for two things, why Taylor could not attend the FFA National Convention, and why her advisor was told that they could have no discussion or contact with my family from the principal of the school. Mr. Steele did state that he had received a text message sent to Mrs. Quillen and was extremely clear for her to have no contact with our family. I was told face-to-face from a board member I would hear something in 48 hours at the last meeting. Maybe that person meant 48 days. Perhaps the board wanted to wait so long for a decision that decision would be made by them by the time because the convention started today. Not sure whether I should pursue discriminatory action against the school, or each response Mr. Steele gave to me was untrue in previous actions by this district already set a precedent on why I was told my daughter could not go. This plan was the final thing Mr. Steele stated as the reason. Funny that I should say that. Last two years, we've had student-athletes go to other school districts and have alleged legal issues with tennis sporting events. These players were in a practice on the field for the next opportunity they played. In another instance, several student-athletes were caught trespassing and underage drinking. Employees of this district worked out the Time. sentence. It wasn't three minutes, by the way. I would like to congratulate the school, East Millsboro, on the blue ribbon.
5: Thank you.
2: Next speaker is Bob Maloney. Do you wish to do it first or second? OK, Mr. Lafayette.
10: If I could. So often we sit at these board meetings and deal with divisiveness and ugliness. i like to bring up something positive. I'll stay on for three minutes. The uh, February, excuse me, Friday, October the 20th, I was at the high school here to see an awesome event. It was the dedication of the first POW MIA chair here at Sussex Central Field. Awesome event, well attended. Uh, Our guest speaker was here earlier, I think he may have left. But I think it's great that we honor our POWs and the MIA chair here at the schools. awesome event, very happy to say that. On a note, personally, we're often here congratulating children when they go to college. And we mentioned briefly the students that joined the military right out of high school. I'd like to give a few examples of something that happened recently. I was able to take off and go Friday the 13th down to South Carolina, Paris Island, while I was there. I watched two 2017 Sussex Central graduates graduate from Paris Island. Private First Class Christian Moore and Private First Class Blake Chambers, both 2017 graduates of Sussex Central. Within within the last year, we've also had Nicholas Accord, Sussex Central graduate, graduate from Paris Island. And one other thing that's very noteworthy, we had a 2015 graduate by the name of Ramiro Valasquez graduate from Paris Island this past summer. Mr. Velasquez is not a citizen of the United States. However, while on Paris Island, he attended the classes and became a citizen of the United States. He's originally from Guatemala and is a graduate of Sussex Central. So often we hear complaints about the students that we have. I think this is an awesome opportunity to celebrate some of the students and the diversity we have here. So I wanted to take the time to congratulate their students. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Next item is uh, new business school choice applications, Mr. Lewis. Good
4: evening. Uh, of you will find a total of seven school choice applications. The building principal and superintendent have recommended to accept six of those and reject one. The one rejected is due to capacity. I make a motion we accept the uh, principal and superintendent's recommendation. So moved.
2: Sorry. Yes. Second. Motion made and second, in a discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Next item, 402, is the 2017-18 unit count review. Mr. Steele.
5: Dan uh, Steele will be giving this report.
11: We ended... Um the September 30th count, with an additional 154 students, so our total enrollment as of September 30th was 10,619 students. Um, we earned um, 818 um, units, teaching units, which was an increase of about 60. Or, I'm sorry, 26 units. Um, we increased 23 special education units almost eight related services units, and .7 academic excellence units. Does anybody have any questions? Do you want to add anything? Do you have anything to add?
5: No. Um, No? I I just, I will tell you that I ran uh, some projections, uh, putting this year in the last uh, seven years, given about eight years of projections. And if we, if we keep the same uh, growth pattern, we're, we're going to eclipse 11,000 and within the next five years probably be closer to about 11,000 to 12,000 students.
2: Are there any questions? Okay, thank you. The next item is uh, item 403, athletic fields. That will be discussed uh, mr hudson doug hudson uh, gives his report under 6.01 the next item is middle school immersion
5: Um, dr hudson will be uh, introducing a couple of our principals who will be uh, doing a presentation Uh, we informed the board i think uh, last year uh, near the spring of the year that we would come to you with the idea for middle school immersion and this evening this group is here to do that
9: good evening it's nice to
12: see you all this evening Um, As promised, last spring when we had much discussion about our immersion programs, um, we promised to come back to you early in this school year to update you and to um, share with you the plans that we're making for our middle school, our fifth graders to transition to the middle school immersion program. So in your packets, I believe you have copies of the slides and they're also uh, attached in board docs. Uh, The first slide is just some historical information about the beginnings of the programs, when they started, respectively 2013 and 2014, which means our students have reached the time when they are going to begin that transition to middle school. On the next slide, you'll just see a little bit of information I'd like to share with you. Um, if you were able to attend the last curriculum meeting, we did update uh, the committee on our results of our middle of our excuse me our elementary students and their language scores, which are compared to compared across the state with all the other students in Spanish language programs in the state. Our students scored very well in these uh, these tests. They scored above the state averages in all cases in both elementary schools. Very proud of the work the teachers and the principals are doing at the elementary level to prepare our students for the next challenge. Another happening in the state is that there has been, um, over the summer, just before school started, a joint house resolution, uh, number four, which um, has declared that Delaware will graduate students with a Certificate of Multiliteracy. This is a a very important designation for our students. Um, Any student graduating high school with this Certificate of Multiliteracy will receive multiple credits, language credits for college, and of course, Language has been identified as, uh, learning languages has been identified as a crucial 21st century skill in this very global world that we live in, and global economy. So we're excited that our students will be able to participate in that certificate program as they reach the high school level and are able to take those tests to receive that certificate. Over the summer, uh, myself and Mr. McCready from Selbyville Middle School, Dr. Jerns from Millsboro Middle School, and Mr. Forgin, also from Selbyville Middle School attended training in Wilmington, in which uh, the state brought in experts for Spanish language immersion and um, gave us the time and the training effort needed in order for us to start to establish a plan. Uh, a lot of that is going to be shared with you tonight in their presentation. The last point that I wanted to hit was that uh, DOE has begun rolling out curricular materials for what this immersion program looks like at the middle level. And um, we're excited about those materials. Um, It is at their expense. This is part of the Governor's World Language Initiative, and those materials Have begun to filter in for our review and are being used in one pilot school in Wilmington this school year will be refined as the year goes on and ready for Selbyville Middle School for early next year Um, I'm going to turn the rest of the presentation over to our principal group and they're going to um, share some more thoughts with you about what these programs look like
0: good evening everyone hope it's a fabulous night for you. Uh, we did, we had the honor of going to Wilmington, Delaware this summer to attend a training uh, with a gentleman from Alaska. He is one of the um, school districts that has a middle school immersion program that is very successful and has been in place for many years. Um, we learned a lot because this is new for our district. It's very new for our state. We're gonna be one of the first middle schools, Jason will be the first in our district to implement this. Um, Our goal here is to we want to preserve our middle school model first and foremost because it's very successful for our schools So we want to make sure that we're able to keep our teams That we can have our core content teachers that the kids still get that specialized attention in their teams But while doing that we also want to continue the work that's begun at the elementary schools with setting the foundation of the language and developing that further so that we can develop bilingual students who hopefully will go on to the high school and feed into the higher echelon of the classes that we offer. We're looking to better support the IB program for those students who go to Sussex Central and to better support our advanced placement because these students it is expected that when they leave middle school they can go into advanced placement Spanish in their very first year as a freshman and open themselves up to taking that course and that exam and hopefully earn some college credit immediately. So those are our goals for this entire program. The implementation plan, um, Jason and I and Mr. Forgin, during that session in Wilmington, we were there for a few days. We had to do everything from consider what does a medical, what is a middle school schedule going to look like when you go into this program to thinking about already preserving a teaching unit for the teacher that we need to bring in to, to do this and we are expecting to work with DOE and our district office to make sure that we can get a native speaker because the research, the results show that native speakers have more success with these programs than someone who has been college trained simply to teach Spanish. Um, We will be offering the Spanish, the target language and the, which is Spanish obviously, the target culture and then in seventh grade, the course taught in Spanish will be social studies, because that is the, the state assessment given in seventh grade. And then the target language will also be used to teach science in the eighth grade. So that is our expectation for scheduling students. We're hoping that we can, um, well, actually, Mr. Pacutius will touch on, touch on the work he's doing right now with the master's schedule. Um, but that pretty much sums that part up, you want to Great.
13: Talk? Absolutely. Good evening, everybody. Um, First and foremost, I want to say thank you for uh, allowing us the opportunity to receive the training that we need to to implement this immersion program with fidelity. Uh, We don't just want to implement an immersion program, we want to implement the best immersion program. That's our goal uh, for our kids and our community. So having the opportunity to work with some schools in Portland, uh, we had the opportunity to see some things that worked well and some things that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, This summer, working with the Anchorage School District, We had the same opportunity uh, to learn firsthand what's been working in that community and and some things that maybe we wanna tweak a little bit for for Selbyville initially and then Millsboro um, moving forward. Um, We have a cohort of 36 students. Uh, Last time I talked to um, Ms. Booth, Uh, we've been in conversation uh, about transitioning those students from John M. Clayton to Selbyville Middle School, uh, where as Dr. Jerns just pointed out, uh, students in the immersion cohort, the 36 students that we have currently coming, uh, and I've had about four years to figure out this plan, uh, how, how we were going to uh, welcome these students into our building. Um, Dr. Jerns talked about preserving the middle school model. One of the issues we saw in Portland was that the junior high model totally shifted the dynamic of the middle school, some of the qualities that we find so endearing uh, for, for you know, raising our children that we wanted to protect and we didn't want to shift everything for in my building and our building for example we will have next year when we open school we'll have 36 immersion students but we'll have 714 other students and we didn't want to switch everything up just for the 36 students we wanted to do everything for all of our students the best we possibly can and to do that we wanted to maintain the middle school model so in doing so what immersion will look like next year we will have uh, the 36 students will be broken into two cohorts of 18. Uh, in our sixth grade, uh, each cohort of 18 will receive social studies in Spanish, they'll receive the language and culture of Spanish class as well, so that'll be two classes. They will then take their science, they'll take their math and their ELA. They'll also take exploratories, and they, during our enrichment period, students who, because they are an emergent student, who may be limited with their exploratory selections, will be afforded the opportunity to take that exploratory during our enrichment period uh, to start the day. As Dr. Jerns stated, that uh, model will repeat itself in seventh grade, and then in eighth grade, those students will take science and Spanish. Some of the issues that we have to address are space and staffing. Uh, For the last few years, we've been taking the necessary steps to preserve the units so we do have the units to bring these people on board and we've also had to look at physical space. We do have the rooms currently uh, to house an immersion program and we will also have the room three years from now to house the science immersion classroom as well. So, that being said, um, do you have any questions?
7: Yeah, I kind of Oh, yeah, I'm sorry,
13: I'm sorry. <laughs> Last thing, uh, one of the things that we need to look at moving forward is working with DOE at the state level (laughs) on curricular resources, which social studies, we've had a chance to review some of those curricular resources. We will also need to, moving forward, a recommendation from some of the other districts was having a capstone project, which is partnering with a school outside of the continental United States. A lot of the schools use Puerto Rico for example and um, work with that school to facilitate um, an eighth grade experience for students uh, to travel down to that, that school that country uh, or Commonwealth for a period of time and then receive students from that school as well so that is something in future discussions we hope to to have
7: Martin when did they vote to allow this
13: uh, that was done
5: Trying to think with the PowerPoint that we had, Dr. Hudson.
12: I believe it was um, it was before our time at district office. I think so 2011, I believe 2010. It was just prior to uh, the. Um, it was um, just before they started the immersion program, which was part of the district's. Um, the Race to the Top monies that the district received. That is when, I believe, the original immersion plan was formulated, around the same time as IB and Project Lead the Way and STEM came to Indian River. Those programs were all part of that same plan.
4: I wanted just to say, it looks like you put a lot of thought into this, and I want to wish you the best of luck as you move forward with this next year.
7: I can tell you right now that this is something I'm not in favor of. I think we're spending money on another project um, when we have other things that are not having their needs met and I don't agree with it.
12: Dr. Hattier, this we are not spending any local or federal dollars coming to our district on this program.
7: I think that we have enough problems with our culture here in the United States that what we're diluting is we're continuing to dilute what we have Um, Yes, you will have 36 kids who might speak Spanish, you have another 700 that don't, and it's recognizing one particular culture at the expense of the others, and I believe in an American culture. I cannot support this.
2: Any other questions? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ingraham's Pond uh, farm contract, Mr. Booth.
14: Uh, Good evening. Uh, Mr. President, tonight um, I'd like for the board to consider um, extending the contract uh, with the farmer uh, out at Ingram Pond. His name is Zach Riddle. He has tilled the property, I believe, for the past three years. And uh, his contract is up actually on January the 1st. Um, his interest and my interest in bringing it here tonight is that he was going to plant a cover crop on the the three fields that he's tilling out there. Um, he took uh, harvest of corn this weekend and he's ready to go so he didn't want to do that not knowing, plant the cover crop not knowing if he was going to get it the next year. We put it on a one-year contract because when we were looking at uh, expansion of our schools and and the possibility of building a school out there, suggested to put on a one-year contract. The board voted the contract runs from January 1st, uh, 2017, the current contract 2017 to January 1st, 2018. It would be my understanding that a new contract would run January 1st, 2018 to January 1st, 2019. Uh, depending on the board's decision. Okay. Okay.
10: This contract that we're reviewing online on our computers is the current contract, correct? Yes. In the new contracts, nothing's going to change? Just the dates, obviously. I didn't see anything needed, needed to be changed.
14: He pays us uh, $30 per acre um, and has done that on the three fields. When he only formed two, he did form the three fields this year.
10: So Make a motion to, to accept pay. Second.
2: Okay, motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That's unanimous. And the next item would be the Sussex Central High School parking lot island proposals.
14: Yes, Mr. Barley. this was brought up in buildings and grounds. Um, this was a request uh, from Sussex Central High School to take a look at the 17 islands that they have on the north side of the school. Um, They have tried grass, they've tried other uh, methods to make that appearance to to be a little better. Uh, They asked me to take a look. Um, My suggestion in talking to the administration here was to concrete it. I went out and got a price from Lee Masonry um, for $9,375. Uh, he'll have to work around the school schedule to get the to get the work done and it came out to about uh, 44 and a half yards, he estimated. Okay,
2: just a so minor cap. Pardon? This is minor cap? Yes. Okay. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Booth. <clears throat> Item 4.07 We need a motion to table to executive session. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Under old business 501, the athletic director sponsorship proposal presentation, the motion to table. So moved. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to also table 502 and 503 to after executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. <laughs> Committee reports. Uh, athletic fields, oversight. Mr. Hudson. Oh, yes, thank you, Mr.
15: President. Uh, we had our meeting on October the 9th. Uh, meeting was called to order at 6 o'clock. The uh, discussion in minor cap was in North Georgetown fuel tanks. They've been cleaned and they're going to be reconnected. Uh, Long Neck, uh, North Georgetown HVA systems have been upgraded uh, and a contract with Cyberlift Train has been signed. Uh, we did have a pr- presentation by uh, Dan Bristow from Cyberlift Train on the uh, ESCO project. Uh, I think we're going to need to schedule... A special meeting or at least have a, an extended building and grounds meeting so that they can go through all of that contract so we can fully understand it so if we could schedule something uh, maybe between now and November and ninth uh, we also uh, had a coalition come talk about our uh, fields and the uh, disrepair that they have uh, come under uh, it was a good presentation but um, After, like I said, this has been an ongoing issue at building the grounds. Uh, Many good ideals were shared by that coalition. But I think the issue of our fields, of course, is not new. Uh, I think the time has come to end the discussion that we've gone on with at least two years now, I think, since I've been building ground chair. Uh, It's time to move on and uh, think of the possibility of adding Bermuda grass fields to Sussex Central and Indian River High Schools. Uh, I think our old fields have, We've seen the better days of them. Um, the fields are not only used just for the sports of course. They're used for football, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey. The band marches on them. We use them at graduation, uh, track and field. There's numerous things that we use these fields for. So it's just not a you know, one shot for all. Um, if you go to a football game on a Friday night, you see parents, friends, you know, old friends, classmates. It's sort of like a front porch for the community. So I think by upgrading these fields and giving uh, a nice playing service for these uh, kids to play on and something for the community to see, I think is a good thing. Uh, Mr. Booth has done a great job with the minor cap funds. Uh, I think he just has finished using the last monies from 2015. So we're starting off with a fresh pot from 2016. is $1.2 million from minor cap money. 2017 in November will receive another additional $1.2 million dollars. So that leaves uh, $2.4 million in that fund that uh, he's been very thrifty with and done a good job. Uh, we've got the funds to fix these fields. We can make them an asset and not a liability. And I think just moving forward, as chairman of Building Grounds, I'd like to make a motion to install Bermuda grass on the fields at Indian River and Sussex Central High Schools to be paid for out of minor cap funding. So I
10: would like some clarity on your motion. Okay. We're not forgetting about the girls. We're not doing girls. No, both field hockey both of field and hockey football and we, at both fields. schools.
15: Yes, four, four
10: fields.
2: Four fields, okay. correct. Right.
10: Second that motion.
2: Have a motion that's made and seconded in any discussion? I have,
4: I just, uh, since I was at the building from grounds, I mean, this is a great motion. We had a lot of discussion. Is that, are we going further than that at this point or what happened to that discussion oh, Mr.
15: Hudson, I, I kind of feel that that the the fields are the property of any river school district and i think we should be the ones that are responsible for moving forward and, and make sure they're in a safe playable condition mm-hmm. uh, if we want to have talks with a coalition i think that's great uh, sponsorships from the community because we can't use that to buy mowers and things like that uh, maybe we could enter in a partnership with the uh, you know advertisement thing different things and think outside the box for the mowers uh, i would definitely suggest an outside contracting service or somebody to maintain these fields uh and cut them but i think the ultimate responsibility of the field the grading and everything needs to be uh, borne by the uh any river school district and and, and you
16: know
4: you know I know that was part of some of the, the discussion that we had right
16: i uh to add to, add to this is something that i have uh, brought to share uh The coalition that came that evening had quotes that they had gotten to do the Indian River field hockey and uh, football field and the annual maintenance. Uh, With the help of uh, uh, Mr. Tidwell, Athletic Director of Sussex Central, I actually have quotes that are half the cost of what they brought uh, from a reputable company that we already contract with to do work at Sussex Central's fields and I think has also been discussing with Mr. Williams at Indian River's uh, fields. This is uh, again quotes that I can share with the board or building and grounds. Whatever next step we have, it also includes us not having to purchase a mower. Uh, they will supply the mower on a lease program. And matter of fact, they said they can use the same mower to cut both fields at uh, both high schools uh, if uh, if we so choose. So I've got all those figures. But again, it's half the cost of what was brought to us by that coalition.
4: So, after last month, last uh, building and grounds committee meeting, you feel positive. That's a positive step that we're moving toward. I,
16: I think it's an absolute positive step. And after our meeting, I, I have reservations about a parent group raising money um, when it is the school. The schools and the, uh, I agree with Mr. Hudson. It's uh, it's the district's responsibility to maintain the fields. Um, I think there's a lot of dangers that you go into when you have parents that are raising the money as form of a group and then donating it and wanting to maintain control of that money. And also there's some gray areas when it comes to their kids playing on teams. and That just, to me, I think just is not a good way to, to operate. Again, I've got prices that are half the cost of what that proposal was and what we've heard in the past. Uh, I think you'd be surprised it can be done a lot less than what mm-hmm. we originally thought.
4: Well, the fields definitely need to be done. Um, yeah. I agree with Mr. Fritz. I think this forward. gives us the
15: flexibility yep. to maintain our fields, enter into contracts, and, and do what we see fit to, You know, for liability
2: purposes and everything else. So. Your motion is completely separate from the presentation that we had at Building the Ground. Yes.
16: And, and to add to it, you know, we do have uh, a field hockey team in Indian River that does have a chance of making the playoffs. And it's a shame that, you know, we have beautiful schools and they wouldn't be allowed to host they a of games. And I'd hate to see that at any of our uh, sports teams. <laughs> and uh, there is some safety concern throughout the state, on our fields, there has been discussion about not even allowed to play games on our fields because of the safety concern that all the schools in the state have gone to with their construction. So it's something that I think we'd have to address, uh, you know, if not now, it definitely they'd come to a head uh, with us, the state would, so. All right, I I think my uh, questions. Thank I you. just have my
6: comment, and I'm not, I'm not against But I do have concerns that we take a priority listing that we had before and we speed forward and we go from issues that we had had in the past that we talked about that have not yet been addressed. So it appears that we're going from lighting and technology and chillers and phone systems and HVACs and we're jumping ahead to athletic fields. I am not against doing the fields, however, I do believe that we need to take a stronger look at the um, the other issues that we have on our report that comes out on a monthly basis.
5: That's right, I would like to add, add to that. You know, There are things on the part of list we want to look at. One of the things about the GESCO meeting I think that's extremely important. I listened very intently at the building and grounds during that meeting. And we're going to have to make a decision as a board uh, in the very near future. And they need to come back and do a more thorough. Uh, presentation for us because I think we need to take a look at exactly what savings that company, uh, cyber league trained, can do, uh, whether it's you know in our best interest to enter with the uh, energy savings program of the state, at which case if we did that, a lot of our big issues, chillers, would be taken care of through the ESCO project. But I think we really need to take a look at that project as a board and, and get a good handle on what type of mechanical equipment's going to be covered there. Um, I think that would be that would be an answer a lot of the questions that we had of big ticket items. I think that would be addressed through the ESCO.
15: And I think we need more time with that because just the few, you know, fifteen minutes that they have, we, we can't dig into that. We need a, a longer period of time so they can come in and give us a thorough report of what they want to do.
5: Yeah I don't know no, everybody wasn't there. But if, if you paid attention when you were there and you, you kind of picked up on every little thing, you know that that was adding up quickly. Uh, the amount that they would be able to save. Again, there's a lot that they need to go through with us still. Uh, but I think it's beneficial to have another meeting somewhere to you know just devote to that one particular project and take a look at you know what we could cover in in that particular energy savings program. And that's going to be our high dollar items we would really like to do. That's where we will be able to hopefully to address those items.
7: Um, I'd like to thank Mr. Fritz for doing a little bit of extra work um, finding us the lawn mower. We've been talking about Bermuda grass fields for much longer than two years. Um, That's what you remember, but it's been a lot longer than that. One of the objections always has been the mowing issue. Um, If that's solved, I think that's a great thing. Appreciate what you did. I personally want to commend those people that came forward though because they took the time to research it and to help force an issue and i think it's parents like that that do come forward that can make things happen um, quicker than they probably would otherwise so i think they did a good thing for us personally i support this um, my reading of, of what they gave us the other uh, day at at the esco meeting is that things are going to be somewhat under control it was a relatively short time but Based on the way they presented it, I have good feelings about it, and I think it's worth doing, and I think it'll solve a lot of the issues that Mrs. Wright has. I'm going to support this. I want to
16: add to that just to make sure I'm clear on what I said. I had numerous discussions after that meeting, building the grounds meeting that Monday, I had numerous discussions with uh, Mr. Chamberlain, mm-hmm. who, who I kind of saw as heading that group, and then Mrs. McBride, who also attended that evening. Uh, Probably at least four or five discussions with Mr. Chamberlain, and two two discussions with Mr. McBride, and uh, they were all positive, uh, good discussions. And uh, I, and and so my comments clarify earlier had you know wasn't negative in any way. I just think as it's our responsibility, and I think the costs uh, are, from what I've got are certainly mm-hmm. a lot less than I think originally, even years ago, felt they would be. I agree with you. I think it kind of you know that group really did bring the discussion to a head. To a head. And, uh, and, and as parents, it's nice to have parents be involved, uh, for sure. And, and just to throw out to, to people in the audience, maybe give some numbers. You know, this company, and we can use any company. We don't have to use this. But you know, this company we already do work with is telling me they can do. You now, they just gave me a quote for Sussex Central because that's all I asked for but I'm assuming it'd be pretty much the same, that they would do both football and field hockey for $27,000. And that's less than half of the other quote that, we, that, that they had brought or even that we've received in the past. And that includes killing off the current fields, uh, prepping it uh, with aeration, splicing, rolling. Uh, they would have uh, uh, Oakwood, I believe, it Oakwood uh, Sod Farm uh, would supply the uh, sprigs that they would come. They would include all follow-up and care, monitoring, spraying for ten weeks after the the planting, weed control, nutrient grow pack, and first three cuttings included. All all in that. Now, obviously, I would turn this over to Mr. Booth, who then can proceed with whether it's this quote or another quote. But the bottom line, the cost total is, I think, a lot less than what has been thrown around in the past.
6: And is that for both fields, do
16: That was for both field hockey and football at Sussex Central. And in the past, we've always been kind of told it would be about 60 grand mm-hmm. for both. And this is 27.3. dollars And uh, this contractor has said he'd come in Answer all questions, meet with the building and grounds board um, and then, as to regarding a mower, um, he would do a, a five year basically a lease forty five hundred dollars a year, and that could be used to cut both uh, both schools and his his people uh, doing it and we already contract with this guy to do some field maintenance at Central, and I think like I said, has been in discussion with mr. Uh, Williams uh, regarding uh, Indian River. So I'll share the numbers and give things out to <clears throat> Mr. Booth. I, uh, to? I,
2: I was presented a two-page letter this evening from uh, Mr. Steele that was sent to him by Sharon Wingett, who's the chair of the DIAA Field Hockey Committee. And I'd just like to read uh, just a, one small paragraph. Of it says, on behalf of the DIAA Field Hockey State Tournament Committee, I am writing to you regarding the condition of your field hockey field. Of your field yeah, field, hockey field. It was brought to my attention by coaches and officials that the Indian River Field was not tournament caliber. As a result, the officials coordinator, Ruth LaJoy, DIAA committee uh, member, Debbie Windett, and I met with you and your chief custodian, Scott uh, Chrysler, on Wednesday, October the 18th, to, to inspect the field. It was determined that the field is not suitable for tournament play based on National Federation rules and our tournament guidelines, which are listed in the DIAA Fall Tournament Manual, Item 21, page 13. The most significant factor is safety.
10: I think we're having a great discussion on this, but I'd like to add just a couple comments. Uh, The recent movement of Molly Chamberlain to Indian River field hockey and I'm sure soccer... I think you saw a coach that's passionate. She brought her father out and looking at improving the fields. I think that's awesome to see, and that's compliments to... Uh, she's a graduate, but obviously that's a big deal for uh, Indian River. And also, if we're talking about Sussex Central Fields, as we're looking at putting Bermuda in, make sure we remind that guy to it's so a little rye in October. We're used to playing football a little later this season in season than most high schools at Sussex Central.
2: Does anyone else have any questions?
10: Um, I'll just add to the... Uh,
16: Whether it's this contractor or another contractor, I've also been told by more than one that, you know, a decision they need to be, we need to get on their books basically in now. Uh, And that they need, they, they basically would plan to be here the day after graduation at both schools to start the process. That's how much time they need to get it started for fall play next year. I mean, the bottom line is, the morning after graduation, they're going to be out here killing grass. They, that's how fast they need to move with it. So okay. <clears throat> does anyone else have any questions? All in favor
2: I say, say, just say, I'm just
6: approaching Jim. Did he say why he's so much less Yep,
16: than I, I asked him. I said, why is this so much lower than everybody else? And, his exact work, and you can ask him, and he can talk better for himself, but what he told me exactly was that his daughter goes to uh, the school district. He does other work within the school district now. He's not looking to make a profit off of the school district. He owns at least, I think, three businesses. And for him, one of the best advertisements is to do the field and have it be known in the public that he did the work. And that's a great advertisement for him. And he would make his money off of other uh, jobs and sales he would do uh, out in the public. And he wasn't looking to make money off the school district. That was his words.
2: Okay. Any other questions? All in favor of the motion say aye. All aye. Opposed. It's unanimous. Thank you very much. Mr. Hudson. Comprehensive school safety. Mr. Dayfield.
10: That was a good vote. I composed myself. We had a meeting this evening and uh, it went well. We discussed uh, comprehensive school safety in the northern end of the district um, with all the schools and discussed a lot of uh, issues that we're seeing with uh, our doors and our locks, and those issues seem to be getting resolved as we're moving forward and putting monies into those. Um, we talked about the different lockdown drills that are going on, a lot of success. I think we lead the way in the state when it comes to comprehensive school safety. We have a good cadre of uh, SROs and also campus monitors that are really leading the way in, uh, in doing this. One issue that we saw tonight that we discussed, uh, two issues I thought was kind of uh, interesting was trying to do some training for our bus drivers we're doing a lot of training in school we're doing a lot of training with our teachers and our students and run hide fight and how to make a safe environment for our students and we're missing a large component by not including the bus drivers so we're looking into some training programs for that rather be brief but at least we discuss it to put that out there i thought that was a great topic we discussed tonight and also we're moving forward with our doors fixing doors as they come up but we're having a few radio issues so we're looking at going uh looking at some contracts, we've purchased some radios and maybe we need to do something as a district. We know we have money to put out in safety, we're earmarking it for safety, but we're looking and we're seeing where we might be missing the ball here with upgrading our radios but doing it as a whole district so that the purchasing might be a little bit cheaper. So that's not something we're knee jerking, we're looking at the recent radios we bought in the Georgetown campus and even within this school there's certain areas where there's dead zones. And we don't want to have that. If we need radio communications for a priority with a student, we don't want to have dead zones. And we're having them in the district. So we're looking at that. We're going to put a plan in place. And we'll progress through this year looking at different contracts, different radios, and how we can upgrade our radios. Any questions with the comprehensive school safety? Hearing none, thank you. All
2: right, thank you. Finance will be uh, discussed when Mrs. Steele gives her report. Next item is uh, correct then, Mr. James Hudson.
4: Thank you. Uh, we had a full agenda at our curriculum committee meeting, and I would like to touch on seven seven topics that we discussed. First, the special education update. The Department of Special Services will begin training and implementing the new unique learning curriculum in the life skills classrooms across the district. This curriculum has been in place at Howard Tiernan and has proven to be useful. After-school trainings that are currently available to staff were also shared. The Department of Special Services has completed goal rating trainings and will now provide training on data considerations and how data can be used to write goals and support instruction. The IRSD instructional model, the committee reviewed the instructional model in its current draft form. Feedback was requested and will be shared with the district and school administrators as well as teachers in each building. Parent community feedback will be sought at future meetings. Uh, November training and in-service, the November 9th uh, in-service day will be utilized for teacher training according to needs at each grade level and subject area. A list of training opportunities has been sent out to schools. Early childhood education program, Uh, we are attempting to set a meeting date. Uh, We're looking at November 8th. Additional information will be shared at the next curriculum meeting. Language immersion program. 2016-2017 language acquisition data was presented to the committee for review. The results were very positive with both IRSD elementary emerging programs scoring better on Spanish language tests than counterparts across the state. Science, IRSD, through a partnership with the Maryland Science Center and NASA, will offer teachers from pre-K through high school an opportunity to attend A number of trainings on December 2nd at Indian River High School. Teachers have been sent a link for them to sign up. And last, federal grant status. The federal grant has been fully approved and the money is loaded into the state financial system. That concludes my report. Okay, thank you.
2: Uh, Mary Bailey, scholarship, Mr. Fritz? No report this time. Okay, thank you. Uh, Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statler?
1: Um, A couple of reminders, the first parent focus group session is coming up on November 1st, which is next Wednesday at Howard Tannis at 6.30 p.m. We have postcards that arrived today and will be distributed to buildings for our families. This is a great opportunity for anyone to come out and give the task force uh, direct feedback about their thoughts, ideas, concerns, and special education, so anyone and everyone is welcome to attend. Secondly, the Department of Special Services is hosting monthly information workshops for families of our special education students. They are the second Monday of each month at the Parent Center, which is in our Carver Building. Each meeting covers a different topic that is relevant to understanding and navigating um, special education. The next meeting date is November 13th and will help families to understand the various components that are contained within an IEP and will help parents to brainstorm ideas um, about things that they may potentially want to discuss with an IEP uh, team during a draft meeting. Regina Izzo is the contact person for this initiative. Lastly, we spoke last month about focus schools in special education this year. Dr. Owens and his team worked very hard, so thank you uh, for this, coming up with five buildings for our first phase of the project. Those buildings are Sussex Central High School, Indian River High School, Philip Shaw, Subbyville Middle, and North Georgetown. So we look forward to discussing uh, the outcomes and the best practices that we find as we begin this project over the next few months. Uh, and thank you to those principals for volunteering to help us. Thank you. Any
2: questions? Thank you. Uh, policy, uh, Mr. Collins isn't here this evening, so Mr. Steele will do that.
5: Mr. Barley, we have a second reading up for our JECC-A. Um, I do want to recognize Mr. Lewis and um, his uh, secretary, uh, Ms. Oakley. They've done a fantastic job uh, staying up on this. We've, we've done a lot of changes. We wanted to hold this to a second reading so that we could parallel everything along with the DSC conversion uh, that will begin in November. And what, what you see changes in that policy. Before you tonight are the final tweets that we did before we brought it for final approval.
2: Okay, so the recommendation would be to be to approve. Okay. So move. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded any discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed. That is unanimous. IREA rep? No. Okay. Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele?
5: Uh, yeah, we have a, ch- a couple of date changes. Change Sussex Central High School winter concert from December 13th to December the 11th. And secondly, change the Indian River High School versus Sussex Central High School football game from November the 10th, which is the Friday evening, to November the 9th, Thursday evening. Uh, there is no school, I believe, both that Thursday and Friday, and the feeling was to have the kids out of school for two days would not be conducive. So that both schools agreed, uh, when they contacted me, both schools had agreed to make that change. I would recommend both be approved. It's going to be a nighttime game on Thursday? Yes. It'll be the same time as it would be on Friday. Okay. Okay.
2: Need a motion? So So moved. moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Financial reports, Mr. Steele. NEED A MOTION TO PAY THE REGULAR INVOICES FOR THE MONTH OF SEPTEMBER 30TH,
4: 2017? SO MOVED.
2: MOTION MADE AND SECOND. ANY DISCUSSION? ALL IN FAVOR OF THE MOTION SAY AYE. Aye. OPPOSED? THAT IS UNANIMOUS. Mrs. STEELE.
11: Um, GOOD EVENING. WE WENT OVER THE FINANCIALS um, IN DETAIL AT THE FINANCE COMMITTEE MEETING AND I THINK THE MAJORITY OF YOU WERE THERE, SO I'LL JUST um, HIT THE HIGHLIGHTS. WE ARE 25% OF THE WAY THROUGH THE YEAR. Um,
12: our revenue right now as
11: The schools, curriculum, and vocational expenses um, have spent 33% of their budget. We had some large um, textbook purchases that we purchased at the beginning of this year. Um, Athletics have only spent 6% of their total. Um, Salaries, we've spent 26%, so they're on budget. And operations, we've spent 14%. We've received 15% of our budgeted tax Revenue, Um, we did receive our October tax deposit um, last month. Um, That was the deposit I kept talking about. We needed to hold off spending until we received that, so we have received those funds. So I anticipate um, the schools being able to go ahead and purchase as they see fit. Uh, For major cap, we paid our final bill for Georgetown Elementary. Minor cap, we spent approximately $165,000 in September on projects. Um, I had anticipated getting approval of our give back plan and also presenting the final budget tonight, but um, found out at a meeting last week that our give back plan will be determined by um, the current year, September 30th count. Um, so the number that um, I was anticipating that we were given last spring may change a slight amount. I anticipate it will go up a little because of the increase in our units. um, And us sharing in a larger percentage of that 26 million that the state cut from us. But I will have that by the November meeting. Um, November 15th is when Department of Education is supposed to give us our final numbers and then our final give back plan is due um, in December to Department of Education. So I will present the give back plan and the final budget in November. Any questions? Okay. Anyone
2: have any questions? Okay, I guess we have no bills to pay. I think we paid all of them on the construction for the yes,
11: last... Yes, yes. Okay. Nothing in September. Okay. Okay. Alright, thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Communications, uh, Mr. Steele.
5: Uh, Mr. Parler, we have um, two requests for facility use. One, John F. Clayton Elementary classrooms uh, on Sundays, and the uh, second, use of the John F. Clayton gym uh, by the State Pickleball Club. I would recommend that we
2: approve both of those. Okay. Need a motion?
6: I just have a question on that one. They're going to use the classrooms, the library, the cafeteria, and the auditorium, all of them on a Sunday. It's going to be a big bill for them. As you right.
2: going said, say there's a, okay. That's the church, right? Yeah, We would need a motion. Fleming. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. That is unanimous. Uh, field trip request.
5: Uh, we have seven field trip requests. Uh, we have the attachments uh, in your packets as well. Uh, online, so if you scan those seven, most of these uh, trips are uh, dealing with the uh, winter season. Uh, I believe they're all wrestling, either Sussex Central or Indian River. I would recommend all seven be approved. So
2: moved. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. <clears throat> we come to this second public comment uh, session, 15 minutes. Mr. Maloney, you said, you're okay? Anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Seeing nominee in a motion for executive session. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. Concession. Need a motion to uh, approve the personnel agenda. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed. It's unanimous. Need a motion to approve the addendum? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Uh, need a motion to approve the contractual agenda? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We need a motion to pay the administrative pay scale for the month of August of 2017. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to pay the September administrative pay scale. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. The uh, request, the tax request, relief request, uh, I think the recommendation of this would be no. Can we get a motion?
6: So
3: moved.
2: To to deny? To deny. Second. Motion made and second to deny. Any questions? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous.
10: Make a motion to move forward with the property directly across the street from the hospital for the Howard Tennis Bill. Second. With with the uh, Option 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 two. Option two. Yeah. Second.
2: Yes, okay. Is there a second to that yeah. motion? Second. Okay. All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. I think that's it. it? Is there anything else? DSBA. Uh, we don't make a decision on it. We, uh, I guess you want, to, you want to vote? Okay. We can vote. It's in there. So okay. we'll make a uh, request that... Uh, we deny that also. The request of the SBA, would anybody care to make a motion? Make a motion that we deny. Is there second. a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. In any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. And for the business coming forward, the board meeting adjourned.